The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. How did the former president of the United States react to this news? Here are the words of comfort coming from Donald Trump. The shocking and totally unexpected loss by the US women's soccer team to Sweden is fully emblematic of what is happening to our once great nation under crooked Joe Biden. Many of our players were openly hostile to America. No other country behaved in such a manner or even close. Woke equals failure, nice shot, Megan. The USA is going to hell. And then he ends it with MAGA. And he ends it with MAGA. Well, that's uh, the voice of a journalist on TYT News uh, voicing uh, some of the tweet that Donald Trump put out when he got the news that the US women's team had been knocked out of the World Cup. I'm joined on the line by uh, the US correspondent of the Sunday Business Post, Marion McKeown. Marion, good morning. Good morning to you, Pat. Extraordinary that crooked Joe Biden is responsible for the US women going out of the World Cup on penalties. (laughs) <laughs> Extraordinary. Well, I think I think Crooked Joe is responsible for an awful lot of things in Donald Trump's book. But I think you know that that tweet about about the the women's soccer it, it was just it's sort of inexplicably churlish and and nasty. But it's it strikes I think a lot of people in the states at the moment that um, Donald Trump is in a very frustrated, angry place and that he is just lashing out. But I think that there is a consistency in the constant attack on Joe Biden. And there have been polls that show that because he and his lawyers consistently claim that it is Joe Biden who is behind his legal woes, that it is sticking a large portion of Americans, including Democrats, believe that this is these trials against Donald Trump, the criminal trials, are politically motivated. Mm. Uh, so I, I think in that sense, in blaming Joe Biden, he's certainly getting a result. Yeah. Now, uh, this comes at a time when uh, certain voices are being slightly raised in the Republican Party. Uh, we paid a clip earlier in the programme of, of Ron DeSantis saying, if this election is about, turns out to be about January the 6th or about uh, documents, which documents were found outside the toilet in Mar-a-Lago, we are going to lose. Now, that shows a little bit of bravery on the part of Santos, who's suggesting that Trump may not be the winner that Trump himself believes himself to be. Uh, yeah, and Ron DeSantis, it's, I think it's a bravery born of, of desperation because his donors are fleeing or else they're putting everything on pause and basically saying, you know, it's interesting, Pat, about a year ago, everyone saw Ron DeSantis as the guy who could beat Donald Trump, the guy who could win, and the guy who, if he beat Donald Trump, it was really all but a formality to beating Joe Biden. Uh, that, you know, he, he, that, that was really almost an afterthought. And I think what a lot of the donors and the, the Republican leadership didn't understand is that uh, Donald Trump's flaws are the point to so many Americans. They love him because of his flaws. I mean, I've been to probably 100, 200 Trump events, rallies. Um, the crowd, he plays the crowd in a way that Ron DeSantis is simply incapable of doing. Uh, the crowds just absolutely adore him. They, they, they are there to see him. So they don't want a dry, arid, humorless Ron DeSantis selling them the same bill of goods as Donald Trump. They see that as Donald Trump's bill of goods and they want it 
coming from him. And they don't care about indictments and they don't care about any of that stuff. But I think Ron DeSantis has now realised that, yes, Donald Trump has 54% of the, the votes um, so far in every poll or thereabouts. But that leaves another 40, whatever, 46 percent and that he'd better start getting more than 13 to 20 percent or he's going to have no financial Mm. backers at all. So he did come out and he said, uh, amazingly for him, of course he lost uh, during an interview with an NBC journalist yesterday. And, uh, And it was really the first time he said it. And he did fudge around at first by saying, well, Joe Biden swore the oath, so I guess that makes Joe Biden president. But in fact, Ron DeSantis, and it is a difficult choice because he has to forfeit. What he's been trying to do is to keep the the uh, 35 percent of the population who will vote for of the voting population who will vote for Donald Trump regardless. He's been trying to keep them on board while growing that base. And you can't do both because, mm. you know, and it's a waste of time to try and get Donald Trump's voters anyway. So now I think what he's trying to do is he's trying to go for the independents, the moderates, the establishment Republicans. But he's so extreme with his abortion rights, with his woke wars, with all of of that stuff um, that they don't really like him either. So he's kind of painted himself into a corner um, that that he's having difficulty now navigating his way out of. Now, I watched Mike Pence on the State of the Union on CNN yesterday and, uh, you know, Mike was portraying himself as honest Mike Pence. Uh, Many people would characterize him as silent Mike Pence when he was vice president. He didn't speak up against his his master. Um, But uh, he said, you know, I I was asked by Donald Trump to choose between him and the Constitution. And I chose the Constitution because I've sworn to a blah, 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 blah. And then he was asked, well, what about uh, the Republican nominee? If that happened to be Trump, would you vote for him? And he danced around it. Oh, it's early days yet, and I fully expect to be blah, 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 blah. And that is where the Republicans find themselves. If you're in a a battle, you've got to go for your opponent, Uh, whether it's on the football field or whether it's uh, in an election. You've got to say, I am better than the other guy, and the other guy is wrong because, because, because. And they won't do it. No, they are all, and, and this is, the, the, it's, it sort of almost captures just the, the dilemma of the Republican Party because everyone who I speak to on Capitol Hill virtually in the Republican Party, they're torn between a fear and a loathing of Donald Trump and the fear wins out every time. They are so afraid of him, they're so afraid of the fact that with Donald Trump, he is just a bare-knuckled brawler. There are no holds barred. There's nowhere he won't go that he will, as he said in his, his all-caps text, which is now, which prompted the latest court action, um, that if you go after him, he will come after you and then some. So I, I think that Mike Pence is, as he was while he was vice president, he's intimidated by Donald Trump, and as, as are most Republicans now, Let's face it, Mike Pence, he hasn't even qualified to get on the stage in the first debate yet. He ain't going to be the next president, no matter what happens, unless there's a meteor attack that takes out every other Republican. Uh, So he could afford to be a little more courageous. He's also saying that he doesn't intend to be called as a witness in this January 6th case. Well, that's just ridiculous. He will be called as a witness and he will testify. But he's trying to have it both ways. He he did, yeah. He said he he testified to the grand jury, um, doesn't intend to testify in the court case, but he will obey the law. Again, want to get both sides yeah. uh, of the yeah. argument. So, 
And you can appreciate that for somebody who's really scrambling to pick up, you know, two, three percent of the vote so far. And he's he's also an extremely timid man by nature. So he's he's trying to not alienate any more people. And he has alienated so many people in the Republican Party. I mean, the the vitriol that the MAGA brigade, which is, as I said, it's fully 35 percent of the electorate are there about the vitriol that they direct at Mike Pence is really quite staggering. So, you know, I think probably from personal security level as well, he wants to say as little as possible. And finally, Marion, another setback legally for Donald Trump, that case he was uh, launching against E. Jean Carroll, who won uh, the case against him in a civil court. Um, that's been thrown out. Yeah, and nobody is surprised by that. This is a very no-nonsense judge. And he also said that the rape allegations were substantially true, which, again, is not something that Donald Trump needs at this moment. But you have to think, look, he's making these problems for himself. He didn't have to counter Suri. He didn't have to re-defame her after he was ordered to pay $5 million for sexually abusing and defaming her. And I think, as it, and now he's, of course, in, in the dock with the judge in, in D.C., the January 6th judge, Tanya Chutkin, who is taking no nonsense and correctly so, and he's, it's, he's, he's working towards being slapped with a gag order. You have to wonder, is this part of his play that he thinks it'll really rile up his base, or can he just not help himself? And I think we'll find out which one it is in the coming weeks. Mariam McKeown, US correspondent with the Sunday Business Post. Uh, thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.